0: Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed, for the depressed. I'm Chris. And I'm Lindsay. And I'm going to start off with Lindsay. How are you holding up?
1: Well, the Harry Potter app came out. That's great. So. (laughs) (laughs) I slept four hours last night. Yep. So that's great. Yep. And um, I socialized you guys. And, um uh still dealing with st- an unbearably long to-do list that is ever growing longer and crushing my soul of things. Like really big things, not just like, oh, wash your car. It's like, do this mm-hmm. thing in a timely manner or you're going to be screwed out of $500 kind of thing. Yeah. And it's overwhelming. How are you?
0: I am... Holding up. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, surprisingly in a positive headspace Yay. uh just from also socializing Yay. uh socialized on friday and then saturday I took a took a trip with my family and we had delicious food and i got disappointed because i couldn't pick up wine and i was like wow that's that's all i'm disappointed about today hot damn let's let's that's go to sleep good. Or, yeah <laughs> let's go to sleep early and wake up after a reasonable amount of sleep and then yeah that's that's what i did today was i went to bed and i went and I actually like I just basically hard sacked out.
1: That's really nice. I, I wish rarely I had done get that. I
0: rarely get to do that. So it's weird.
1: I feel like I'm keeping myself afloat. Like I have little flotation devices on my uh, mental health right now on my arms and on my legs keeping me above water and one of them is audiobooks and one of them is like happy game apps, and one of them is uh, happy (laughs) web comics, and one of them, you know, just kind of new video games, and they're just kind of keeping me (laughs) full of
0: the river
1: of death below me.
0: Yeah. It's
1: fine. I'm not depressed at all. Um, So today we're going to be talking, uh, having a part two, because I I feel like we've, you know, some of these uh, subjects are so vast Mm -hmm. that there needs to be multiple parts and uh, this is one of them. So, dating and depression.
0: Yes, dating and depression.
1: Dating and depression. When we started this whole shebang, uh, we were both single. Yes. And uh, since then, I have gotten... I've dated and gotten into a relationship, and Chris has often on dated.
0: I have. I have had at least four dates.
1: <laughs> Yay. Yay.
0: Um, and... And every single one has kind of just, like, petered out for one reason or another. It's just, I think, I honestly, we'll get to it, but I, I really feel like I probably just shouldn't be dating. But more on that later. For now, let's start with um, kind of continuing from where we were the last time we discussed this. In well, terms yeah, of,
1: working yeah. backwards, kind yeah. of, of like, so let's say... You're someone who, like me, who, um, I was a serial monogamist Mm -hmm. and that means you just jump from very long relationship to very long relationship. That's where you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that was not a healthy thing until my twenties, mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah. And I just, I think I kind of rode the high of like having somebody give me attention and the drama there in the relationship rather than focusing on my life and, Figuring out my career and my mental health and emotional health and healing from things and having good friendships and relationships with my family and hobbies and so forth. So I would just focus on these relationships because I thought that it would make me happy. And did it? Focusing on one person? No. No, I made them miserable and myself miserable.
0: Hooray. (laughs) So the first thing that we do want to discuss very, very clearly is getting into a relationship is not a cure-all.
1: Yeah, and I know that that sounds silly maybe to some of you, and a lot of us know that, but it's just good to remember that you might be at this point where like, gosh, I've been single for so long, I think I would just be so much happier in a relationship, and that might be the case, but it's not going to be a consistent happy. There will be new problems, like when you get a new job or when you get a new house, there will be new things, great things and terrible things that will come up. Mm-hmm. You just switch up your challenges.
0: Especially when you have the challenge of it being, are you truly ready for being in a relationship? Right. You, you, you may find yourself in that situation where, you know, you find someone that you are attracted to. They're mm-hmm. attracted to you. Mm-hmm. you. You get along well, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe, just maybe, you have a lot of things going on in your head or in your life. And being in a steady, committed relationship just isn't in the cards. Like, yeah, you just you just can't throw that into your already existing bonfire of life.
1: And I think there's a couple schools of thought with like if you're already in the relationship um, of it's everything. It's about timing. Right. So like sometimes it's the right person, the wrong time. And then some people are like, no, that's just lazy. Like you can make it work no matter what. Sure. And I don't know. I don't know if there's a if there's an answer for if that's true one way or the other. I think that depends on the person. I,
0: yeah, for me it's it's definitely not a I feel like the the idea of it being you're lazy just make it work. Sometimes it is more of a round peg square hole situation mm. where if you try to force a relationship, you try to force this thing to work, you are going to definitely be neglecting other aspects of what makes a healthy and happy relationship.
1: Mm. As
0: opposed to if you are obsessing over the idea of, no, this just needs to work. It needs to work because that's what a happy relationship is. You're kind of missing the point of how relationships work sometimes. Because you are, of course, a person... You are an independent person with your own thoughts and feelings. And sometimes you may find yourself forgetting that the person you're in a relationship with is also a person with their own thoughts, feelings, emotions, and needs. Yeah. So the idea of trying to force things to work, you need to really discuss that with your partner. And really both of you know, hey, is this what I want? Is this what you want? Yeah. And if you both can't agree on what you want out of a relationship, then it's it's okay to walk away Yeah. if you both agree that things aren't working out.
1: But for folks who are um, currently in the situation where I hate dating apps or you're trying dating apps and I have social anxiety or I have a depression and but I'm lonely and I would like to find a partner or I just I live like for me, I have off and on depression. So I just had to decide, OK, am I at a good enough point now where I can date people Mm -hmm. because it's always going to be there for me so for you guys for you folks who are kind of dating and whatnot you're you guys are all in the same boat as chris yep so uh for you chris what is kind of the um when do you decide to go on the date like how do you get the gumption to go and
0: well for me i'm usually a kind of i'm a talker i'm a conversationalist i will not want to engage somebody on the date on a date unless I've had a conversation with them and gone okay this conversation has lasted for a few hours I think I'm ready to meet this person in real life
1: phone texting
0: texting and... sometimes phone yeah okay it's it's kind of up in the air I don't really do the the phone call thing so much anymore just because yeah I don't know <laughs> it's rare that that's true. It's rare that that's the the first step anymore. It's like, yeah, we'll get on the phone after we've had an in person conversation. Um, for me, I don't know. It's it's kind of uh, I still feel kind of weird about dating at my current at the current point in my life. Uh, I just because I'm at that I'm at that standpoint of um, I don't really feel like I'm worth it.
1: <laughs> so when you say you don't feel like you're worth it, you feel like you're not worth it for another partner? Yeah,
0: more or less. I feel like I would be a a drag on their on their good graces, uh let alone the idea of uh I have a very very busy career path right now. Like I work, you all know, all the time. All the fucking time. I
1: weekends sometimes.
0: Do I do work weekends sometimes? When I'm not working on, you know, my career stuff, I'm doing other things. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a social human being and I'm trying to, you know, you and I we work on this podcast yeah. that also takes time. The it it's a lot of stuff that I sit there and I go, well, when I have free time, the last thing I want to do is exist. <laughs> So, and, and existing kind of comes with the territory of dating. Yes, yeah, so you, you kind of have, have to, to kind of be there. You do kind of have to be there. And honestly, like, I've I've been on one or two of these dates where I've just been, I, I feel like I've been 100% checked out. And it sucks. Because I'm like, this is disrespectful for the other person. I feel like I'm not giving them the attention that they deserve. It's just not clicking. Whatever the case may be. And I feel like, why the hell am I doing this?
1: So why are you doing it?
0: Because <laughs> I'm lonely. And I and I do. I do honestly, I feel that in my core. I am also a serial monogamist. I don't do well with little dates and, you know, multiple partners or, you know, whatever it is that people do as a standard dating mechanism now. I find myself more and more in the case of, well, I may as well just get all my other ducks in a row before I kind of work towards that, but it's hard to work towards everything else when the loneliness is absolutely crushing, and you just feel you 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 come home and you you don't have a whole lot else that you want to do it it's, it's barren it feels like you know. <laughs> it feels like eating a fistful of sand. and You just trying to have some form of sustenance.
1: That's interesting. That it's coming from a place of it's like how do you fix it, right? So like you're lonely, but you don't want to come at dating mm-hmm. desperate. Yeah. But you still want to have a partner. Yeah. So you've got to fix the loneliness. But how? Do, it's like this catch twenty two of well, what do you do?
0: I think when I mean I think the main things that are that are mostly hindering me also are just my own opinions of myself.
1: I was gonna say because I think being lonely is okay. Lonely is normal, and I think everybody feels that whether you're in or out of a relationship. And I think a lot of people are dating because they're lonely. It's yep. less about that. It's more about well, exactly where are you in your life that you can, like what kind of partner are you looking for? Someone to see once a week, talk to every once in a while. Like if you've got a job that changes a lot, if you've got, you know, it's hard to start that kind of relationship when you're also starting a career, also dealing with depression and stuff. And so I, I love this topic because, um, I think it can come off to some people from the outside when they haven't experienced depression or they're not currently depressed that you're selfish Mm-hmm. Um, when you take time for yourself, or you're doing all these things, because you only have so much emotional bandwidth. Yeah. So also, you know, can I be giving to a partner? And that's something that I'm dealing with right now. Is I have days, weeks that I'm great, and our, my partner and I are fine, and I'm able to kind of keep everything in balance, even if I'm a little bit depressed. Like we're still okay. And there's times where it's like I don't think I can be a good girlfriend, and it's like, is this fair to that person if I'm this I don't want to talk if I just want to hang out in my room and be alone and yeah. you know what I mean and it's like it's fine for a day or two but what happens when it turns into a couple of weeks and I have this mm-hmm. fear and I th- I don't know if you guys experience this but I have a fear that you know I'm never going to be capable of just loving somebody and being in a good relationship because mm-hmm. most of my experiences have been there's a lot of love and patches sure and then it something terrible happens or I sabotage it or maybe I just wasn't taught how to be in an appropriately loving relationship that's just
0: healthy communicative
1: relationship yeah
0: yeah no that's that's rough as hell i mean especially because like how do you manage it when when you do feel like you maybe you don't have time like maybe you maybe you want to take that time you want that week where you just it's like you have to understand the compromise and you have to yeah. also understand that the compromise goes both ways.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think um, I did, I was very uh, serious about being single for a long time and I was, and then I did do the dating thing for a while and I was in a few short relationships. And so this is the first longer relationship I've been in in a few years now. And it's, I'm I'm noticing that it's, my default of, well, I'm, I'm ready to be like alone and not have to... Because you, you, for me, and I don't know if this is for everyone, but I'm constantly thinking about the other person like, oh, I have to let them know I'm going mm-hmm. home or to bed or saying goodnight. Because if I don't say goodnight, then they might have their feelings hurt. Or And I mean, it's not something that, that's enforced in my relationship, but just little things that start to fall apart. Like in the beginning of a relationship, you're always so excited to say hello in the morning. You're always mm-hmm. so excited to be talking constantly. And that just goes away after a while. That's sure. just the honeymoon phase. But my fear is that what if... My feelings go away, and then it never comes back mm-hmm. and then I'm just in a depressed, gray relationship and you know
0: my last relationship uh ended. no joke. I was on a business trip uh in in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and while I was out there we I I'd, I'd been out there maybe three weeks mm-hmm. uh we had texted once that entire three weeks until the last part where they messaged me first saying that it just didn't seem like it was working, we should just stop it and end it right there. And I was just like, "No, no, that's fine. Yeah, no, that that works for me. I got to get back to work." And that was it. And that was how it ended. And I went back to work, and my boss at the time was just like, "Hey, uh you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, just got broken up with." And he was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs>
1: How long have you been together?
0: We had been together almost uh it was over 4 years, I think.
1: And I was there for the beginning.
0: Yeah. You were. You were there literally the day we met because it was at your birthday party. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um yeah, it's 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 knowing sometimes it's knowing that like my depression had gotten steadily worse over the course of that relationship. And I was understanding that it just after a while it just, things just communications weren't there, things weren't working well, yeah. and i I had fallen out of love, and it was at that point that I was like, "Should I try getting into another relationship at some point soon?" And I was like, nope
1: no <laughs> no i'm
0: I'm still in that headspace, I still don't feel like I should be in a relationship.
1: How long have you been single now?
0: It'll be It's a bit over a year. Yeah. It's been a bit over a year. A year and a month, I think. Um, but I mean I have felt single for like a year and a half. Yeah. Cuz it was just it was it was dead at that point. So, um Now I have a fear Mm-hmm.
1: of a partner falling out of love with me or me falling out of love with a partner. Do you think it was just because you guys weren't compatible in a lot of ways or do you think that the depression had a lot to do with it?
0: I think it was a combination of the depression um, as well as there was some abusive stuff. Mm-hmm. That was the big one. That was the, that was like the you main... You just stopped
1: caring because you have to yeah. keep yourself...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, and, and I stopped caring about myself because of it. Because I was like, I just, if if this person that I love and trust and care about is willing to be this, you know, destructive to me, then obviously that's what I deserve. That's what I need to be.
1: I was in a relationship like that, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... For the
1: well, t- yeah, for, de- for depression in general, right? If you're not loving, is it RuPaul who says, "If you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else?" Mm-hmm. But that's how I feel, and like, what? Do, well, what the hell do you do if you're in a relationship and suddenly you stop loving yourself? What do you do then? <laughs> like, what do you do? You know, there like, are
0: some instances where if you and a partner are able to communicate well enough, yeah, uh, I know that I I hear. <laughs> this is not from personal experience i'm afraid <laughs> but if you and a partner are able to communicate effectively and be close and open and there literally are very few things that maybe you can't discuss but i mean like yeah then you can you can make it through that you can go through your depression you can be like hey i'm not good today and they can just be like cool what do you need And you can say, I have no fucking idea. And they'll go, okay, then whatever you need, if you need it, we can do it. If you don't need it, we can do that too. Let's just get through this.
1: I have this love-hate relationship with myself Mm -hmm. where I often lose respect For myself at some point. Same. Um, And, you know, you you keep tracking on. This is not something that I feel like anybody ever prepares you for, Mm -hmm. right? Like, at some point, you're going to hate yourself and lose respect for yourself. And it's going to happen maybe multiple (laughs) times in your life. In fact, it might happen once a month. You never know. Um, And it sounds... I think the frustrating thing is when somebody feels like you are being dramatic about it. And you're like, no, 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 this is how I really feel. I'm really... So I think right now I'm struggling a little bit with not feeling... like. Even though I'm doing a shit ton of stuff, and I'm doing things that are kind of cool, and I have good things in my life, and Mm -hmm. I've got supportive, loving people, I don't like myself very much right now, and I don't really respect myself very much right now, and I feel kind of lost, and so I don't feel like I'm a very good partner right now. Yeah. And I don't feel like being um, emotionally intimate or any of that. Like, And it's not because they've done anything. It's just... And I and I you know I feel and I feel like fuck it's not fair for that person right it's not fair that they be with somebody who's off and on and off and on and how scary must that be for them yeah ugh
0: it's rough it's a rough existence like yeah we're not gonna lie to you guys it is <laughs> you don't you don't need us to tell you it's not easy being depressed it's not easy being green
1: yeah but I think the thing you can do is you can still be... So what I did was I asked him, I said, what makes you feel special? What is it that I do that makes you feel special and seen and loved? Because I don't want to stop doing those things. Yes. So if I can be aware of what makes you feel good, then I can keep doing those. And even if I don't have the energy for it, even that like you are a priority, so I want to make sure you feel that way. Even if I can't connect to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it was always... Um, it was. It was a combination of... I loved being able to come home and talk about like the things that excited me because there was, there was so very few things that I would be like, I'm super stoked about this. And I had a partner at one point that there was like, yeah, that's fucking cool. Here's what I'm excited about. And you shared your excitement with each other. It may not be things that you're 100% both excited about,
1: But seeing the other person...
0: Seeing the other person be excited about your excitement, Mm -hmm. that gives you the drive to be excited about what they're excited about. And you guys can be enthusiastic and wonderful and just share life. Yeah. Because that's what it really comes down to. You you want a good relationship. You both got to be excited for each other's existence. Yeah. Because if you can't be excited about somebody that you love, like, come on, let's, let's be real. Sometimes if, if you look at that person, and I understand that sometimes we can look at somebody that we love and not connect with them. And I totally feel that because I do that too. But sometimes you just have to look at them and just be like, holy shit, this person's awesome.
1: Yes. And that's why I think dating somebody who you just like Mm-hmm. Forget all the other shit. You just like them. You just like what they stand for. You like what they believe in. You just like them. They're okay. You know? That's important. Because mm. whenever, like, maybe when you're, you can't connect to them and you don't like, oh, I just want to, like, make out with you right now or all that stuff's gone, at least you still like being around them and talking to them and doing stuff with them. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is important. So date somebody that you genuinely like, not just that, you know, you're drawn to sexually or... Yeah, I don't know. If
0: you're if you're only connecting on one level, it's just no, no point. Bueno. It 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 more often than not. If you're not it, more often than not, if you're if you're only connecting to them on one level, you're not communicating. That's also true. Because then it then you'll discover, oh wait, you're a flat earther. Ooh.
1: Oh god. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, you like love and respect this person, then you find out, wait, you you support who? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. You do. You did what now? Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, um one last thing uh I think that we should touch on before we kind of wrap up the episode is um comparing ourselves to others and comparing our relationships to others.
1: Yes. I when I was in high school was absolutely determined that I was going to be married with babies by like 24, 25. Mm -hmm. And that seems like a realistic number. And then I hit 24, 25. And that was when I just started doing like codependency therapy and PTSD therapy. And I'd been in a very long term relationship that had ended in him just deciding to continue smoking pot and living in his house and not wanting to grow with me. Mm. And you know, and uh, yeah. And I, and I keep comparing myself. It's hard when you're human, you do that. I am now thirty, living at home, working three part-time jobs, and um, you know, not always really great. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: uh, I I had a little bit of a a bit of leniency because all of my family basically got married, got got their family on in their early thirties. Um, so I was like, oh, good. I have time. I could maybe make this happen. Now I'm in my early 30s. Yeah. And I immediately am going, oh, I fucked it. I fucked it real hard. Yeah,
1: my sister got, my older sister was married in her 20s and they have a house and two cars and two beautiful children, one girl, one boy, two great jobs, you know.
0: hmm So. So it's difficult sometimes is what we're saying to not compare oneself by others' achievements. They are not you, and that is okay.
1: And we don't know what they're going through.
0: We don't know anything about what is in their brain, because none of us are mind readers. They could be going through the same amount of stress, anxiety, or worse, and somehow they just manage to cope with it differently. Yeah. It may not be better.
1: And you might, okay, this is the other thing. You might not actually want what you think you want. I think yes. that's a big thing for me. It's I realized I had, as a woman, been raised to, you know, you should want children, you should want to be married. And I and I came to a point where I said, well, if I actually never get married and I never have children, I will be okay. That's where I got with my life before I found my new partner. So I think knowing, really figuring out who you are, maybe you don't want to be married. Maybe you aren't wanting to fall into the normal Thing. You just want to have a life partner or you want to have multiple partners or, or you, you know, it's like, it's really figuring out yourself and, and instead of like trying to prove to your family or to your friends or whatever or society that you, oh, no, I'm adjusted. I have a partner. We have 2.3 kids.
0: Maybe you just want to be a dink. Double income, no kids. That's a want dream,
1: to, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: just both want to be able to do whatever it is you want as a, as adults. You can go travel the world, do whatever it is that you want. Maybe that's the dream. You don't know, though, until you stop comparing yourself to what you think you want. The grass is always greener.
1: And at the end of the day, the most important relationship you can have is with yourself.
0: Yay. (laughs) Yes, this is actually 100% true because uh, you may have been... You may eventually get with somebody who you spent a relationship with for 50 years, but guess what? There's one person you've spent more time with in your life. You. Take
1: yourself out on a date.
0: Take yourself out on a date. Make yourself feel special.
1: Yes. Give you yourself
0: that exercise that you so need. Yeah,
1: get the Harry Potter app or Pokemon Go app or any app and walk <laughs> with it. <laughs> if you're like me, it helps. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. Um...
0: We uh we are thankful for all of you for listening. You are all wonderful, amazing, incredible people. Yes. We are going to have uh, some special things coming up in a couple weeks, by the Yay. way. Uh, our 50th episode is two episodes away. Yes. Which is exciting. So what we're going to ask you at the end of this episode, and it's also going to be on the Instagram and whatever social media we've got going on. Yes. We're going to make a poll and we're going to, or just... Open request. What is something you guys want to see or hear about us doing Mm -hmm. uh, for our 50th episode? We will go ahead and take everything into consideration, and then we will plan accordingly. So So. this
1: can be a discussion. This could be an interview. This could be us going out, doing something, and then reporting back to you guys. Mm -hmm. So just let us know.
0: As for us... Follow us on Instagram at hey Who Podcast, like our Facebook page, subscribe to the subreddit, and if you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com.
1: Yes, do all those things.
0: Do all the things.
1: And also, don't, don't tell, tell us, to us to just get, get
0: over it. it.